Dating later in life has changed. We are rethinking and updating what it means to date today. Welcome to the Later Dater Today podcast. You're not late, you're right on time. And now your host and Later Dater guide, Lakshmi. Hey, Later Daters. So we are at episode 18 today. And so far in the podcast, we have covered what I think are some of the most important topics for the Later Dater today. And I have spent a lot of my time the past several weeks talking to many of you. And so I wanted to dedicate several episodes to what seem to be the top traits of a great later dater today. And these traits seem to be falling into a few different categories, like the things that people are thinking, the things that they're doing, and the emotions that seem to dominate inside them. So In no particular order, I want to unpack five of these top traits and kind of show you the implications for how this plays out in dating and how it makes someone a great later dater. And as always, I am not telling you what to do or how to date, but I want you to ask yourself if you see yourself having these traits or if these are traits that you'd like to incorporate more. Now, you might be wondering how do you know if someone is a great later dater? And that's a good question. And to me, it's not the people who are, I don't know, the closest to locking it down or having the most dates. I think that might be a metric for younger daters. When I say that these are the top later dater traits, what I mean is that these seem to be the traits of the people who are really enjoying what it means to date later in life. They keep moving forward. They are becoming better versions of themselves. It's a list of the traits associated with the people that seem to be gaining the most momentum, who are handling the ups and downs, creating important memories, getting to meet people that would never have crossed their paths. And I think that this assortment is what ends up leading someone to a great relationship. So, okay, here we go. Number one. They engage in horizon thinking versus long-term thinking. So I just made up this term, horizon thinking. And as far as I know, I haven't heard it before. But I've noticed that there is a subtle difference in how great later daters look into the future. So people who are long-term thinkers, and I think that's probably a term that we're more familiar with, What happens sometimes is that they can get very tangled up and project too far into the future, sometimes even thinking about end-of-life thinking. What I'm calling horizon thinking is someone who is looking out just far enough, like they're wondering what's on the other side of the mountain versus needing to know exactly what's behind it. And here's the implication in dating. Horizon thinkers, well, they kind of see the present and the future, but they don't get the willies about the distant future. So they have this very steady sense of time. And what this does is it allows them to appreciate the people that they're meeting now, build a foundation, and then kind of imagine the future without catapulting themselves into light speed. That's when things seem to get a little shaky. So another way to think about this is that horizon thinkers are literally thinking about 
the next month, the next season, maybe later in the year, but they're not necessarily projecting like five, 10, 15 years in advance. Number two, great later daters are not dating to not be single. Okay, so this is not a ranked list, but if I were to rank these, this might actually be my top one. There is a dramatic, almost palpable difference between people who are trying to escape or shed their singlehood versus people who are enjoying their time being in the neighborhood of singlehood, so to speak. They see the benefits of being single and they're not just enduring or tolerating it or treating it like a temporary holding pattern. They are keenly aware of the things that are easier, better, even more fulfilling when single. And they look forward to the set of experiences that might be better or simply different with a companion. And one of the things that they do with this really important solo or single time is that they cultivate other relationships. They take trips or hang out with friends, or they decide to take on a project or learn something that requires a certain amount of focus or dedication, like playing an instrument or learning graphic design or how to lay down tile. The big implication here is that they're not giving off, I have to lock someone down energy. And with that comes more space and time to actually get to know other people, to actually date other people instead of trying to acquire a partner. Number three, they are actively working on their communication skills. Okay, this is really important and one that I kind of stumble upon. Some later daters like to announce that they are great communicators. Well, and they kind of had to be to get as far as they did in their life or their career based on the generation into which they were born. But a really important trait of good later daters today is that they know that while they grew up in a world that was somewhat more analog, they don't just assume that they know how to communicate in the modern dating ecosystem. They know that while they might be good communicators in person or in conversation, they might have to learn how to, for example, translate their personality via text or know when it's time to get on the phone, when to send an email, a voice note, or meet up in person. They know how important tone or even punctuation can be today. They know that there are a lot of ways to cross wires and they're willing to improve upon theirs. So they don't just assume that they know how to communicate. They are willing to find out how to communicate best in a modern dating culture. Number four, they lean into stories rather than labels. It doesn't matter how your life unfolded. Many later daters feel the weight of the label that is associated with their relationship history. Whether they're divorced, widowed, married multiple times, never married, had long-term relationships that didn't end at the altar. Great later daters have a real, honest, no bullshit, confident, and self-aware story of how they relate to a societal label. They have reached some kind of inner understanding and appreciation for where they are now, regardless of what happened before. They have decided what those labels mean to them not other people. 
And the implication of this is that it leads to conversations and interactions that are not lined with defensiveness or justifications or explanations. It also means that they are willing to hear the other person's honest story about how they arrived at this point and why they're dating now and what any of those labels mean to them. And this is something I work on with my later dater clients. It's really hard to avoid labels altogether. But if we take the time to shape a story and have different versions of it, this is key when you're meeting new people. Again, you are not pitching or selling yourself, which can be a common temptation in modern dating culture, especially among non-later daters. You are sharing how the past has shaped you in an honest and real way. And this is something worth thinking about in advance. And finally, well, at least for now, finally, number five, great later daters have one to three friends with whom they are able to honestly and fairly process their dating lives. And again, I'm going to probably do an entire episode about which friends are the best for date processing. This is a big one. And I'm going to generalize a bit here, but women tend to talk about their dating lives with many tiers of their friends. And men tend to talk to nobody except to maybe give any spicy headlines. Great later daters have a small but tight group. Like I said, just one to three people, this small but tight group of people who are willing to hear and process the progression of your dating life. You don't want to tell the entire orchestra hall, but you want a few people with a good ear. And a good ear in dating is people who are not just there to instantly protect you from any bad or negative feelings you might experience, or just give you trite pieces of dating advice they found on Instagram. They're kind of willing and able to see how you are changing and developing and evolving as a person. And they're there to be a sounding board. They're not immediately out to spot the villain or the victim in a situation. And this is really important Because people who are dating are often fascinating to people who are not dating. And it's very easy for your dating life as a later dater to become entertainment for others. But the real downside of this is that you might make decisions or form opinions about your dating life based on reactions from the wrong people. So great later daters have a pretty tight set of people with whom they share the details. Okay, so that was some of the top traits of a great later dater today. There are definitely more to come. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at thelaterdatertoday.com and we'll see you next time. 